What's going on, y'all? This is Kelly Clarkson. Welcome to Miss Into Podcast, the Kelly Clarkson fan podcast. The very first podcast dedicated to the original idol, Kelly Clarkson. Here are your hosts, Jeremy and Pam. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Miss Into Podcasts, the Kelly Clarkson fan podcast. I'm Jeremy. And my name is Pam. And yes, we had told you guys that we were going to be off this week, and we lied, but not intentionally. <laughs> we're doing a very short little recap and reflection episode today. Yeah, there's been a bunch of news that has come out in the last week. Plus, we just are still flying high and scratching our heads and now wondering even more after our conversation with Jason Halbert last week. There's a lot of things that I'm still trying to unpack, Pam, after our conversation. Uh, But before we talk about Jason, we've got a couple of different things that we need to talk about First and foremost, uh, Kelly was out in the wild recently. She was on the CMA Awards with Carly Pierce and Kelsey Ballerini, or I guess as TMZ calls it, three divorcees uh, doing a song together uh, with their performance of Your Drunk Go Home. I really liked it. You know, I know I had been vocal about when the song came out. I was like, eh, it's fine. Like, and I kind of still feel the same way. But the performance kind of gave it a whole new life, and it was really, mm-hmm. really cute, really lighthearted, and I love that Kelly did that. Mm, bye, mm, bye. <laughs> um, when we learned that tidbit, when Kelsey was on the Kelly Clarkson show, I the song immediately went up like a thousand points in my book because I just thought that part was really yeah. funny, and I didn't even notice that part in the original song until they had mentioned that little tidbit but i liked it it was fun yeah i had to do the same thing i had to go back and re-listen to it and listen specifically for uh for kelly to come in with her bye um but yeah and i think it's funny because i think whenever if kelly performs this song again uh with those other two ladies uh it's going to be impossible for her to not have just like a kind of a goofy smile on her face knowing the circumstances behind the recording of that song so, yeah, it was a cute performance. Uh, it was great. Um, you know, the song is good. We've mentioned it uh, in the past. You know, I don't think it's going to be one of those uh, super memorable, you know, country trio songs that, you know, is going to go on to the Mount Rushmore of country trios um, anytime soon. But it's a cute song. It's going to be fun. You know, it's uh, I think the the message of the song is going to resonate with a young female audience, quite honestly. Yeah. I mean, it, yeah. it, it does speak to that. Uh, so, yeah, cute performance. It was great. It was, it was what it was. Uh, on top of that, we also got the great news that Kelly is nominated for her 16th Grammy Award. And she got one for When Christmas Comes Around. So they had submitted the album, I think, for five nominations. I remember like Aben posted something um, during mm-hmm. the voting period for Grammy members. And uh, they did get the one nomination. So it's for Best Traditional Pop Vocal. Yep. And um, she's up against Michael Buble. I think is Pentatonix one of the nominees, I think. Yeah, she's up against uh, Michael Bublé, uh, Nora Jones, Pentatonix, and Diana Ross. Interesting. So it's a it's a pretty stacked category. Um, Michael Bublé has won this category a couple of times. Uh, the Nora Jones record that's in this category is also a Christmas album, uh, as I believe is the uh, Pentatonix album as well. I mean, in every yeah, Pentatonix every album now is, is a Christmas album now. Yeah, so I'm assuming it's a Christmas album. Uh, Thoughts, you know, kind of early on. I mean, I know the Grammys aren't until like February or March, but any early thoughts on Kelly's chances in this category? 
I mean, the other categories that they had submitted her for, except engineering, I thought maybe there was a chance. The other mm-hmm. ones, just I just don't think had a chance because typically um, Christmas songs aren't usually in those kind of cat the big big categories. Um, I think she has a d- decent chance with this. I mean, I think it's really between her and Michael Bublé. Maybe Nora Jones yeah. has a chance as well, but I I don't know. I think it might be good for like there to be fresh meat. And yeah, now that Kelly is just so such a star, like you know she's everywhere now. I think people are paying way more attention to her. I think she has a really good shot of winning this, which would be wild because I never really would have thought that they would have submitted this album. Yeah, it's interesting the the competition in this category because I I'm with you. I think that it's her and Michael Bublé's category to lose. And again, he has won this category a couple of times. And I'm just because I don't know how Grammy voters think. I don't know what their thought process is. You know, do they? Do they really take their job seriously, which I'm sure some of them do, take it very seriously, and they look at all of the nominees. They may even go and listen to the albums and make an educated choice. Or does reputation have anything to do with why they vote for somebody? You know, Michael Buble is a very well-liked guy in in the music industry. He's a very nice guy. He's a fun, personable guy. Obviously, Diana Ross is a legend. Nora Jones is very well respected. The Pentatonic kids are are very well liked. So, you know, is Kelly's perception in the music industry as being, you know, one of the real, true, nice, genuine people, is that going to be a consideration for some Grammy voters? Because while I have not listened to the other nominated albums in this category, I do think that When Christmas Comes Around is a very, very good album in and of itself. And I agree with you. I think it's really tough for a Christmas song to get nominated in any other categories. You know, one of the things that uh, I pointed out on social media is that Mariah Carey, with two Christmas albums herself, has never been nominated for a Grammy for any of those. You know, when Mm. everybody talks about how All I Want for Christmas is You is this big, you know, the biggest massive Christmas song of the last 40 years it didn't get nominated for a Grammy at all. And I don't even know if it got nominated for any other kinds of awards whatsoever, but for Kelly to get a nomination for, for this Christmas album, which she did not get a nomination for wrapped in red. We should also mention, uh, but I don't know. I don't know if, I don't know if they submitted it. That's the thing. It's entirely possible. They they didn't. And a lot of this stuff is also, and I mean, I hate to say it, but a lot of it is also just like, relationships so Mm -hmm. people who know kelly people who know kelly's team you know want to vote for their friends as well it's it's a little bit of everything i've i'm obviously not a grammy voting member obviously but i have worked with that in the past and it's it's really a combination of everything so it's a combination Mm of actually listening and talent what artists do you respect and do you like and who do you know so, like, a lot, you know, a lot of the country folk, a lot of the country world, if they're voting members, may vote for Kelly for this category because they know her and like her. It's the truth. Yeah. It's the truth. So. It could be. It could be one of the benefits of being sort of a cross-genre artist. Totally. Who is well-respected well in the industry. So, like I said, uh, I think Pam and I kind of agree on this. It's either Kelly or Michael Bublé's uh, award to win or lose. I know a lot of people uh, got excited on social media when they saw that Kelly was nominated for the Grammys because they're like, oh, she's going to be there and maybe she'll perform. And I, I hate she to break might, it to you guys. She might, but her category doesn't air. Yeah, her category does not air on TV. It, it's a, it's awarded prior to the telecast. 
she might be there, but if she's there, she's going to be a presenter, if anything. Or a tribute thing, probably. Yeah, like or a tribute. A tribu- yeah, or a tribute. Like, you know, by then we very well likely would have, you know, a single, maybe even even have the full new album at that point. I don't think they're going to have her perform because no, more often not than not. Yeah, the they, they have people. Yeah, they have people on there who are nominated, who are performing in generally more than one category unless it's you know like a best new artist thing and they're performing often it's not covers or a tribute they're covering something that they are nominated for exactly so she's not going to be singing you know christmas isn't canceled in february (laughs) yeah so don't hold your breath for a performance you know if anything you know she might be there to uh, be a presenter, but also, you know, another thing to to keep into mind is that the Grammys are on CBS. Uh, NBC is the company that runs the Kelly Clarkson show. And as much as we love to say that the Grammy awards are very like music focused, CBS runs that show. And you're going to see a lot of like the cast of NCIS <laughs> Baton Rouge get up there and like present an award alongside, you know, the musicians. So, yeah. You know, even even then, it's a little stacked against Kelly being a presenter yeah. um, as as a representative of the Kelly Clarkson show. I mean, if anything, it would be because she's a nominee. So don't hold your breath and don't get upset if she doesn't perform or is even at the show because it very well, you know, may not pan out. Totally. All right. Uh, that's that's the Grammys. Uh, two things now in relation to our friend Jason Halbert. We have to talk about the Kellyoke after party, which uh, we just got to see uh, last Thursday night. What a ride. <laughs> oh, my gosh. It was so much fun. And like the way that Jason was talking to us afterwards, I didn't think they were allowed to have the chat open. That's what he kind uh-huh. of implied to us. But the chat was thriving and it was so much fun. Well, the, the, they were allowed to have the chat on YouTube. They were not allowed to put the chat physically on the screen. Oh, in that's the video. what he meant? That's what he meant. Yeah. Oh, I misunderstood that. Um, kind of like and- how how Fish has his chat on the screen. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they aren't. Yeah, they aren't allowed to do that on the uh, um, the NBC run version. It was so much fun. I think my favorite part of it was hearing the like when he isolated the different tracks, and you were able yes. to hear people's like in ear monitors, so you can hear just what Kelly hears, mm-hmm. you can hear just what Jocko hears, hear just what Lester hears. It was very cool, yep. and I want more of that. I wrote to Jason afterwards, and I was like, that was my favorite part. I would love to see more of that if possible. Yeah, and while it was a lot of fun to see the sort of the rapport between Jason and Jocko, um, it really was the the nuts and bolts, the nitty gritty of breaking down the performances, showing us what Kelly hears. Um, you know, I would love for them to show some rehearsal footage of, yeah. you know, maybe they film you know, them learning the song. Maybe show us, you know, from the moment that somebody suggests it all the way to when it gets performed on the show. You know, show us the progression of a Kelly Oki from, you know, birth to uh, performance. Uh, that would be really great to see. I think... I think I was trying to figure out if Jocko had been drinking prior to the after party because he was unhinged. Unhinged. I loved it, though. And I want to know who is singing the theme song. Is it Jocko? Is it Jason? Is it both of them? I think it's both of them because I think Jocko mentioned that it was the two of them singing. Okay. I must have missed that. But yeah, um, I had so much fun. I definitely am excited for more. I think I read somewhere that the next one is going to be December 1st. 
I don't mm-hmm. know at the exact time. Um, once we find out, I'll definitely post it. But I'm really looking forward to these. And like, you know, Jason was telling us, I can't remember if it was during the interview or afterwards, but that like they really want to get some more people involved, people that work directly in karaoke, yeah. other people on the show, other industry people, possibly fans at some point. Um, he's not yeah. sure how it's going to work or if it's going to work, but he really wants to try to like vary up the different guests. So this was a great trial run with the the the, the two of them and then some of the other Kelly Clarkson show staff off camera. I thought they did a mm-hmm. really fun job and like the fans were eating it up. Like the chat was like on fire. Lester was in the chat. Um, Robert, their mixing engineer was on in the uh, chat as well. So it was just, it was so much fun. We might have to uh, get ourselves some Negroni and uh, sip along with them as they, seriously, <laughs> as they enjoy. Or if maybe they'll have a different cocktail every week. We have to, you know, we'll yeah. find out. I loved it. It was great. We'll have to wait till they, we have to wait till they get a few more under their belt, but maybe we can do like what Jason did where he just texted us and said, hey, do you mind if I come on the show? Maybe we could just text him and be like, hey, do you mind if we fly out to LA and we can just sit in with you guys? <laughs> casually. Very, very <laughs> casually. casually. Very yeah. casual. Totally. Very casual. Yeah. All right. Uh, speaking of Jason, uh, you know, I definitely still have some thoughts and things that have been knocking around my head after our interview uh, last week with Jason and the things that I just cannot get out of my mind, first and foremost, is the fact that he mentioned how many different projects they have in in the fire right now. Um, you know, he said five or six other things that are going on. And what? one of the, and, and, and like, yeah, it's like, first of all, he just casually dropped that in the conversation and like, whoa, 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 whoa. You cannot do that. You can't just say that kind of stuff because you're going to whip all these people into a frenzy. Yeah. And then the other thing that really stood out to me is that, you know, I always sort of imagined when they're in the process of making a record that that is their focus. They are focused on making an album because you see it so many times, you know, an artist, you know, goes to the studio, they're writing, they're recording, they're doing, you know, they're mixing, whatnot. And then they go home and then they come back the next day to the studio and they're writing and recording and they, and like they're focused on the album it does not sound like that's the way it goes with Kelly Clarkson. It sounds like they're constantly working on things. Jason himself said he has like a hundred songs that are at such a finished development stage that they could be considered for an album. They're kind of, it sounds like they're always kind of making an album because yeah. Kelly could just decide one day, hey, I got this idea. Let's record some vocals. Next thing you know, they're putting a backing track on it, and now you've got a song, but they have nowhere for it. Right. And I found that so fascinating that fans kind of just be like, oh, when's the next album coming out? Meanwhile, behind the scenes, they are constantly recording music, and there's just always material being created whether it be for a proper album or just sounds like for just for funsies. You know, I don't know, but I don't know if that's always been the case. You know, I don't know if it's way more mm-hmm. accessible now that they have the recording stuff on site at Universal and they can literally pop in whenever they want rather than having to like rent out studio space and like pay for it, which they, I'm that's sure they still do sometimes. Like, um, he kind of mentioned that, but it seems like they do a lot more in-house. So they really have the liberty to do whatever they want, whenever they want, as long as it doesn't interrupt filming for the show. So, yeah, yeah it was kind of fascinating. And I really I did not realize that they just do things on the fly so much and they nail it. Totally. Nail yeah. It. I I mean, man, if there was if I, if we were able to sit with Jason, like if we got an afternoon to just hang out with him. 
I think the one thing I would not be able to help myself and would have to ask is, can you play some of the stuff you've recorded? Oh my you gosh. Know, can we listen to it? Because you're unhinged. Just, I mean, well, I mean, <laughs> I would want to, I want to hear some of this stuff that, you know, they were recording back in like 2009, 2010. Know. You know, I want to, I want to hear the stuff that never got really considered. Yeah. 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 You know, he talked about the recording in Korea, which was, we sort of, I think we sort of figured out it was more around the stronger yeah. uh, era uh, than all I ever wanted. I mean, just, I'm, as a fan, I'm just, I'm very interested to hear what they worked on, you know, 10, 12 years ago versus the stuff that they're working on now. I mean, it just, the thought that, you know, this vault of her material is out there somewhere uh, is just it's just so like tempting and fascinating to me. I'm just, I, I'm so excited that there is so much material sort of in the can as it were. He actually dropped that term in the, uh, the live, the Kelly Oki after party. He, ter- he dropped the, something like the Kelly vault or the, the Kelly, yeah. Kelly Oki vault. And I'm like, Oh yeah, the vault. <laughs> we also, I feel like we can't even take credit for it. Shout out to Seth who runs the Casey vault account on YouTube. Check it out if you haven't. Yeah. Um, Anyway, I'm getting way off topic, but yeah, he gave us a lot of nuggets, Jason, and like I just, you know, I love the interview and I love the feedback that we got from it. So thank you to Jason yeah. for joining us. Thank you to everyone who's listened um, and has given us awesome feedback on that. And if you haven't listened, it's up. Check it out. It was our last episode. Um, and yeah, do you have anything else to add? I still feel like I've listened to. Never mind the fact that we sat here and did the interview, but then I went back. As I was editing, I was listening to the interview kind of all over again. And then when the episode came out, I listened to the interview again. And then I listened to it a second time. Each time I learned something new. Yes, that's the thing. It's it's so weird. Like you, there was there was so much information dropped on us. And I don't think people realize it until maybe you give it a second listen. There is so much that he gave us. Oh, and by the way, props to Pam also for having the good ear of finding the cricket and ambient sounds in uh, happier, happier than ever, because he, I think he was even surprised that you picked those up. I don't know. I just, I, I heard from the first time I listened to that song. I think I even mentioned it in what I possibly mentioned it in our uh, first impressions episode. I just, it was just always something that was I was drawn to because it was so very calming. Yeah. No. Yeah. Very different from things that she's done. So. Love and I effect. and I will say that uh, uh, behind the scenes, Jason asked us um, if we had talked to Rachel Orsher, who is uh, the programmer, uh, the Rachel that he keeps uh, referencing uh, on and off camera. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna try to get a hold of Rachel and see if we can talk to her because I would love to hear uh, all about her side of everything that she does with Jason as far as recording for yeah. Kelly Oki's and for the albums. Yeah, because he like mentioned in the after party that, you know, she had a, a lot of cool involvement in um the only only happy when it rains. Yeah. He was specifically pointing out that song and really cool effects that like you don't necessarily notice when it's all together, but when he was doing mm-hmm. like the singling like all the tracks out, it was so cool to hear. So I'm pumped. Yeah. I would love to I would love to talk to Rachel. So yeah, so if you get a chance, go back and re-listen to that Jason interview because you never know what stuff you might have missed as we were talking with him because he really did give us a lot of information and just really made me excited for what's coming up uh, in 2023 for Kelly. And I think he sort of, I mean, he didn't so much say it out loud, 
But I think he kind of gave us a little wink and a nudge that when he does have something to talk about when it comes to the new material, that uh, I think he will make himself available again. Yeah. Uh, so we might be having Jason on again uh, sooner than you know it uh, on the podcast because I he was he was itching to talk about new stuff, but unfortunately some things got postponed. So he had to sort of cut his conversation about some things uh, down quite a bit. But we're excited to to hear more about the projects that are coming up in 2023. Uh, and hopefully tour is also one of those things. He he himself said uh, that he's excited to get back out on the road. Loved the bit about how he hurt himself in the yeah. in the Norwegian Cruise Line show because he just is he's out of tour shape. Yeah. Yeah. So, yes, definitely listen to the episode if you haven't already or take another listen if you want to discover some new nuggets. And I hope you enjoyed our little nugget of an episode, our little yes. brief episode. Yes. Um, as always, find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter if it still exists by the time this comes out. <laughs> I don't actually know if it's going to be around by the time this comes out. But uh, <laughs> at Miss Into Podcast, uh, if you listen on Spotify, please leave us a rating on the Spotify app. And if you listen on Apple, please consider leaving us a rating and or a review. And um, that's about it for us this week. It's very short and sweet, but hope you guys have a great Thanksgiving. Or if yes. you don't live in the U.S., happy Thursday. And <laughs> we will see you next week for our Kellyoke Fantasy Draft. We're very excited. Bye, you guys. Happy Thanksgiving. Bye. You've been listening to Miss Indie Podcast, the Kelly Clarkson Fan Podcast. Miss Indie Podcast was written and produced by Jeremy and Pam. Remember to subscribe on your favorite podcast platform so you'll be the first to know when a new podcast is posted. Continue the conversation by following the podcast on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Miss Indie Podcast. Send us your questions and comments to Miss Indie Podcast at gmail.com. 